0: And now, Borderline, by Joseph Bedell, inspired by actual events. Thursday, June 24th. You're a joke, a loser, Victoria Comstock said in a razor-sharp tone that slashed at my soul and psyche. Do you really believe you can make me change my plans? She shouted. Venom dripped with each word. Contemptuous laughter burst from her as though a devil exhaled vile breath from deep inside. You're pathetic. She pointed at a nearby wall, at a mounted trophy of a tiny deer, no bigger than a small greyhound. You're like that weak, useless animal, put on earth to be prey. The emotional pain was bad enough. Now humiliation piled on. I never felt so low, so demeaned. The tears that welled in my eyes only made me feel more useless. I had a sudden need to flee, to put as much distance between me and the woman's words and hateful looks. Then something changed deep down within me. Thoughts of the pain and suffering she had caused metamorphosed into anger. She had damaged people I loved, and there were many others. Marriages destroyed, businesses ruined, children murdered. Victoria's mocking laughter, the viciousness in her eyes, and the cruel slash of her mouth flipped an emotional switch. The shield and spears mounted next to the little deer, boasted of time the woman and her husband had spent in some far-off land symbols of expensive trips, and narcissistic self-indulgence. I don't know why, but their presence only increased my anger and pain. Something in a deep recess of my brain told me the spears had been placed there for a virtuous and noble purpose. Friday, June 25th Barbara Lassiter knew it would be self destructive to shoot Detective Sergeant Vince Gabelli. But she was still tempted to draw her service revolver and fire a thirty eight calibre round into the center of his forehead. She forced herself to concentrate on the pile of forms on her desk and to ignore Gabelli. All in all, her relationships with male detectives were solid and supportive. Sure, there was a lot of good-natured banter and teasing, but that went on among the male detectives, not just between the men and women. But there was an edge to Gabelli's teasing, a meanness that bubbled just below the surface of his jokes. "'Hey, Lassiter, we need a lineman for touch football on Sunday,' Gabelli called out. "'Or should I call you a line person? What do you say?' Barbara used the tips of her fingers to push her short blonde hair back from the side of her face and gritted her teeth. Paperwork was enough of a pain without harassment from Gabelli. She flashed a middle finger salute, but didn't look up. The only other detective there, Dennis Bennett, shouted, Lay off, Gabelli. Hey, I'm not kidding around, Gabelli said. We could use her. The state police front line must average 220. Babs could anchor a defense. He laughed as though he'd just told the funniest joke of all time. For the hundredth time, Barbara wished the six desks in the homicide division were separated by partitions. Her desk was the farthest from the entry. She felt as though she walked a gauntlet every time she entered and left the room. A perfect target for Gabelli. Come on, Babs, Gabelli started up again. We could use your... Heft on our front line! She felt her temperature rise and her face go hot. She wanted to shriek at Gabelli, but as usual she controlled herself. The one-finger salute was as far as she would go. She wouldn't fall to his level. She didn't want to be one of the boys. She just wanted to do her job and then go home for a little peace and quiet. How long would the ride on Gabelli's bullshit train go on? When would this chauvinistic asshole accept her as a fellow detective? She had begun to believe the answer was never.